It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up in court, the suspect in that vicious attack on Paul Pelosi facing a judge for the first time as new details emerge about a possible motivation. You think his intent was to kill? Uh, certainly to kill Mr. Pelosi at the time he wielded that hammer. And officials knock down conspiracy theories being pushed online. We're live with the very latest. Then the king. A first look at the new biography detailing the private life of King Charles from his relationship with his kids and Camilla to his rise to the throne. Our live conversation with the book's author just ahead. Plus, I'm walking here. Al is live from Universal Studios in Orlando to kick off a new Start Today walking challenge. We'll take a look at how our club has grown in the past year and helped make an impact on so many. And a perfect 10. Taylor Swift makes history. The first artist ever to take Billboard's entire top 10 list. How she went off the charts with Midnight's major milestone. Today, Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. Lifelong Today fans. From, from Starkville, Mississippi. Mississippi. Here for Suzanne's birthday. With my mom and dad. On, on our, our first trip, trip to the plaza, plaza from TK, South Carolina. Friends for more than 40 years. Hello, Cook County, Georgia. Visiting from San Diego. Hi to our fellow EMS first responders in Meridian, Mississippi. Well, welcome back. Good to see you. Yeah. Uh, we're back on today. It's a Tuesday morning. We got Tom in for Craig this yes. morning. Al is in Orlando because he's doing his really cool. We're walking. We're walking. Star he's walk. power walking through Universal <laughs> with a few hundred of his best friends there. Oh, they're ready. Are they too. saying go out? They should be. I, this is going to be good. How can you not want to join this movement? Yeah. I love well, you've it. You've got Al yeah. leading us. Also, guys, tomorrow we've got a good one. Harry Smith will be along, and he has an exclusive interview with NFL legend Terry Bradshaw, who's opening up about his career, facing his cancer journey, and much more. What a conversation. You'll see it tomorrow, only on yeah, today. Harry said it was one of his favorite conversations oh. he's ever had, so it'll be a good one. Coming up right now, guys, our news at 8 o'clock. The suspect charged with attacking Nancy Pelosi's husband is due in court today. Meantime, disturbing new details have emerged about what he allegedly planned to do to the speaker herself. NBC national correspondent Miguel Almaguerras in San Francisco with the latest. Hey, Miguel, good morning. Hoda, good morning. In just a few hours, the suspect, David DePap, is expected to make his first court appearance in front of a judge. He faces several felony counts, including attempted murder. The district attorney will ask that he be held without bail as we've learned some new details from federal charging documents about the particular crime. Investigators say that the suspect wanted to, quote, break the Speaker of the House's kneecaps if she lied to him and that his intent was to have her wheeled into Congress to show other members of Congress the consequences for their actions. I want to read you a bit of how prepared investigators say he was when he came to the Pelosi home. According to that federal complaint, officers found white rope, a roll of tape, another hammer, rubber and cloth gloves, and a journal in David DePap's backpack. Zip ties were also found in the Pelosi residence. Investigators say this is a clear indication of how ready he was to do serious damage and harm to the Pelosi 
Pelosi family. If he's convicted on state charges alone, he could face the rest of his life in prison. Hoda, back to you. All right, Miguel Almaguer Forest there in San Francisco. Miguel, thank you. Well, China's strict COVID policy can shut down a factory or a store without notice. And yesterday, that is exactly what happened at Shanghai Disney. Thousands of guests locked inside the amusement park. NBC's Janice Mackey Fair joins us from Beijing with more on that. Janice, good morning. Savannah, good morning. A fun day at the theme park turned into a much longer visit than most people had bargained for at Shanghai Disneyland yesterday. A nearly 12-hour ordeal that saw the park gates close over official fears that a single COVID case had been there days before. An unexpected lockdown at the happiest place on earth. Shanghai Disney is closed until further notice over COVID fears. 20,000 visitors were barred from entering and leaving the theme park. Those already inside ordered to stay put until they could show a negative COVID test. Videos on social media here showing big crowds being held back near the park's exit. We've been waiting inside for quite a long time, says this tourist, adding it was nearly 10 o'clock when he got out. The same thing happened at Disneyland a year ago. And just last week, Universal Studios in Beijing was forced to close too. As much of the world is living with the pandemic, here China's strict zero COVID rules still dominate daily life. In most cities, a test is needed every three days to go to work, school or shopping. It's all controlled through a phone app. Scanning in leaves a digital footprint that can then be traced wherever you go. The constant restrictions taking a toll. Over the weekend, videos appeared to show an exodus of workers from the Foxconn factory where most iPhones are made. The company announcing bonuses to get them back, but will quarantine 200,000 workers on site. While another video shows COVID-positive Foxconn workers wearing hazmat suits as they leave factory living quarters to be transferred to quarantine facilities. So not the worst place in the world to be stuck. And a Disney spokesperson told NBC News that some rides and attractions did stay open while people waited. The park remains closed, though here lockdowns can end as abruptly as they started. Savannah. What an ordeal, though, for those families. Janice, thank you. All of it's so wild. All right. We've been telling you about RSV for weeks. And this morning, Pfizer is reporting that its new RSV vaccine can protect newborns if it's given to pregnant women in the late second or third trimester. Pfizer plans to submit the vaccine for FDA approval by the end of the year. The vaccine is given as a single dose shot. Pfizer says it's the best vaccine to demonstrate that it can protect infants against RSV immediately after they are born. Well, guys, with Halloween in the rear view mirror, the countdown to Thanksgiving. What are you talking about? I'm sorry. That's what it says. I just read it. <laughs> guys, coming up next, we're going to help you map out the next few weeks. Vicki Wynn is here. Elena Bessler. They've got great ideas for preparing your pantry and finding the best deals. you got to start now. Yeah. Plus, Al's in Orlando, ready to bring you all the inspiration you need to join our Start Today movement and get in those daily steps right after this. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match 
with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed we're back 8 11 and we're kicking off today's thanksgiving checklist yes The calendar has flipped to November, and we are here. We're going to get you ready for Turkey Day. All month long, we're going to be answering any and all of your burning questions, such as when to buy the bird, how to keep your food fresh. We've got it all covered for you here on Today and on our website, today.com. So let's get it started. NBC senior consumer investigative correspondent Vicki Wynn is here. Hi, Vic. Hi, good morning. I mean, I guess early bird catches the worm. So let's be early birds here. Are there things you can do right now to be thinking about and planning for Thanksgiving? Most definitely. We're coming out of our candy coma this morning, Savannah, (laughs) and we're going to make it a stress-free Thanksgiving because we're going to start planning right now. Number one, make the menu. It sounds simple, but you want to write down exactly what you plan to serve and then figure out, could I delegate some things? Can Al bring the sweet potato poon? Can Savannah bring her new potato au gratin that you made on your cooking show? Yes. Yes. Then I make the shopping list of what I actually have to prepare, and then I'm going to shop my pantry and my freezer. If I have canned corn, canned green beans, things that I know will keep between now and Thanksgiving that I want to use. I set those aside. I put a post-it. Don't open until Thanksgiving. Okay. So if we want to start our shopping, yes, this is sort of shopping your pantry. Right. Now we got to go to the store. We've seen the prices go up. What should you do? Prices are up 10 to 12% for food on average and even more for some of our Thanksgiving staples. So number one, it's time to start clipping those coupons. You've got your list. Now you're going to say, okay, what can I buy in advance? So the cranberry sauce, that can keep, right? And you're going to also want to look at apps like Flip and Basket. That kind of consolidates everything onto your phone to make it easy for you to shop. This tip I really like. So you're going to talk to your friends, your neighbors. Maybe people are traveling for the holidays. How often do you need a giant turkey roasting pan or those big serving platters? That's so true. Right? So maybe they will lend some of that stuff to you. The mixer that you use once or twice a year, this is a good time to beg, borrow, and steal. And then finally, you're probably going to be doing some things between here and the holidays hosting parties. If you're going to host a lot of people, buy the silverware, buy the paper plates, all the napkins, all those goods in bulk. You'll save that way, and then you can use it for the rest of the year as well. Okay, and then finally, I mean, it's November 1st. Yes. Is it too early to talk turkey? Not at all. Really? This year, the avian flu has wiped out a fair amount of the turkey stock. Really? Also, the USDA says turkey prices are up about 73 so on 73%. Average, yes, from last year. Wow. $1.99 a pound for about a 10-pound bird. So this is a very serious consideration that you want to plan now for three weeks from now. Number one, if you actually have the freezer space, you can actually get that turkey, freeze it. You're going to want to thought maybe two or three days in the fridge before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You could also pre-order. Call your local butcher shop or your grocery store. Ask if they will reserve a turkey for you. You might have to pay for it in advance, but it's nice because it doesn't take up space in your fridge. Um, 
and then also check for free turkey promotions. Stores are still doing that, even with the turkey shortage. So if you spend a certain amount at a store, they may throw in the turkey for you. My final tip is there's an app called Ibotta, and they're going to give you a free Thanksgiving meal at certain grocery stores. If you buy the turkey breast, the cranberry sauce, the cornbread, the gravy mix, the stuffing mix that is on their list, they will give you a 100% rebate. That's worth about $20. Wow. You can do a whole meal that way. Okay, cool. Or you could do what Carson and I do. Ham. Oh, right, there Carson? you go. We love ham. Just I know, it's controversial. The other white man. Okay, Hoda, over to you. Through that curveball, girl. I didn't see that coming. All right, I'm here in the kitchen with chef and TV host Elena Besser. We're 23 days out from Thanksgiving. She's got great tips to organize your pantry, your fridge, and your freezer. These are all going to be tips we can use, but you have two things to start us off yes. before we even begin. Most important, take stock of everything you have and clean it out. We want to get rid of all of those items that are expired. We want to also make sure that we check to see if we already have things so we don't buy too much of anything. It's a great Great way to save money. Your first tip is brilliant. It's about your pantry and ways to make baked cooking easier on the day of Thanksgiving. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So what I love to do is when I'm looking at my dry ingredients yeah. in my pantry, I like to measure things out. So let's say we're making a pie crust. What you can do is you can take little containers and you can pre-measure the amounts so that all you have to do is dump and stir when day of happens or when you're ready to Isn't make this. Isn't that smart? It's really smart. And then you put it into, the, uh, into your pantry. Yep. And what I like to do is I like to label it. It with a Sharpie and some tape. Pick this up in a restaurant kitchen. Okay. And it is just, it makes everything so much easier. So here we go. We have our quarter cup sugar for the pie filling. We have all of that ready to rock. And it's really important that in your pantry, you allocate a space to Thanksgiving and let your family know this is for Thanksgiving. Don't do But, but not like you it. said, it's like a, a cake mix. It's like, let me make my yes. pie. I have all my ingredients right here. All the here. ingredients Brilliant. and it will save you so much all time. Right. Let's talk about storing in your fridge. Yes, absolutely. So welcome to the refrigerator. I wish my were this big in my home. <laughs> yeah. um, so what you want to do is in your fridge, utilize the space okay. to take things like cranberry sauce, which right essentially yep. is like a jam. You want to treat it like a jam. That will last up to a month. You can make that in advance, store it in Leave the fridge. Leave it in there. You're already also, ready. Also, dairy products like milk Look, and butter and eggs. tons of butter. Yes, those you really do. Yeah. Those are going to uh, be able to last for about three weeks or so. Make sure you check the expiration, but you can measure all of that in advance, store it in glass or deli containers, and you'll be ready to go and you can mix it it all up as well. So you can, so that's good. This stuff will last till Thanksgiving. Yes. Get the eggs, the milk, etc. Exactly. Now this is brilliant. I never thought of pre-making mashed potatoes yes. before the day because I thought they're probably not going to be so good. And here's the thing. What? Just as long as you add in those dairy products like milk and maybe cheese, some butter, my favorite foods to those mashed potatoes, it's going to make sure that it stays really delicious and smooth and creamy. The texture that we want for our mashed potatoes because okay, so they're very so you important. Make, you could make your mashed potatoes today. You can make them today, today. if you want, if okay. you feel like it. And, and then, then what? what you're going to do is you're going to take those mashed potatoes, grab a freezer safe bag, and you're just going to start filling them. Hoda, would okay. you like to fill them on up? Okay. We can do it together. Okay. Thank I got you. you. I got you. All right. So after so you fill it up. After you fill it on up, mm-hmm. what you're going to do is you're going to take it and you're going to seal it. Make sure you have okay. no air left inside because no, we don't want that freezer burn. That makes things, okay, that so changes the texture, changes the flavor. So you'll take it. Seal it on up. Like this one. Exactly. And just mush it down so it's nice and flat. And guess what that's going to do? That's going to save space for you. So you lay this in the freezer, and then how do you turn this into (laughs) steamy, delicious mashed potatoes? Honestly, that's a very important question. I'm happy you asked that. What you're going to do is the night before Thanksgiving, put it into your refrigerator, put it in a bowl or on a plate to make sure that you don't get any drips and things like that, and it's going to defrost. You'll pop it into your pot, put it over a medium heat, stir it every so often, maybe 
add a little extra butter, a little extra like milk it. in and you there. Like it. You do the same with gravy. Same with gravy. All right. Lastly, when we're going to put stuff in the freezer, what should we put it in? You should put it in either plastic or aluminum. You want to make sure that you stay away from glass because that could shatter because it oh. expands as it defrosts. Okay. So pop it into a container. I like, you know, if I'm going to someone else's house, I like putting this in all my dish in a single use so that you can just get rid leave of it, it easy, clean up. And you can really there. freeze. Up. You put a pie in the freezer you and can. it's still good. Yes. So cool it down, seal it up with some plastic wrap, and then to take it a step further, I like putting it into another freezer bag. Yeah. Zip it on up. They just, they get the job done. And then you take it out and do the same thing. Take heat it, it out. out. Same thing. Heat, heat it up, up in the oven and Girl. you're good to go. I can't believe we're making mashed potatoes today. We November are. 1st, you mm-hmm. can. All right. Thanks. <laughs> All month long, we're going to bring you great uh, recipes and tips to help make this Thanksgiving the smoothest and easiest yet. You can find our master guide today.com slash food. All right. Thank you so Thanks, much, Elena. Elena. We're going to switch gears. Let's go over to Mr. Roker. He's in Orlando with his crew. Hey, thank you so much, Oda and Elena. We're almost ready to start, but let's show you what we've got going on as far as our weather is concerned. Uh, we are looking today at basically some Gulf storms down to the south. We're looking at near record warm through the plains, rain and mountain snows pushing into the Pacific Northwest, a few scattered showers in the Northeast and sunshine, mid-Atlantic states down into the central and eastern Gulf into the lower in Mississippi and Ohio River Valleys. And that is your to start and I got to tell you we've really been impressed by the folks in our start today community over the past year it's grown to more than 110,000 members to become their better selves physically and mentally and everybody's been sticking to the monthly plan we're so excited because we've had folks travel from across the country and canada to start off our walking to our start today walking challenge sponsored by easy spirit for everybody watching at home join our fun by signing up for our start today newsletter just scan the qr code on your screen or you can go to starttoday.com if you're on the east coast you can also be watching our behind the scenes walk of the entire live our, our entire walk live on our streaming channel today all day or you can follow at today show on facebook twitter and the tiktok uh and by our side is of course our leader stephanie mansour our health and fitness great walking tips how's everybody feeling This is beyond my wildest dreams, Al. I'm so excited to be here with over 200 of our That's viewers. right, here at University of Orlando. We're ready, all ready. Yep. All right. In three, two, one. Let's walk. Start today. Here we go. All right. That's a good group. What kind of pace are we keeping here, Steph? All right, well, we're going to do about two miles. Here, all right. Just under an hour. This is a great time of the morning, but Perfect. the best part of the morning, pop start, Carson. I would have been walking with you guys. What's up, Stephanie? That's some great work down there, Uncle Al. Thank you so much. We'll have more in just a little bit. You're welcome. First up, who gave him? At least he's not Sammy Davis Jr. He's out of character. Taylor Swift leads off pop star today. We cue the music. The Grammy winner just broke yet another huge streaming record. Thanks to Midnight, Swift is now the first artist to dominate literally all 10 spots, the top spots in the Billboard's Hot 100 chart. She surpasses Drake, who previously held that record. He had nine of the top 10 back in 2021 for the album Certified Loverboy. The track's off that one. So which one of those Midnight's tracks is at number one? Well, it looks like everybody's rooting for the anti-hero. Uh-huh. That song leads with nearly 60 million streams. Wow. On Twitter, Taylor responding to the news writing, I am in shambles. So congratulations to Taylor for that. 
Uh, next up, Bruce Springsteen. Yesterday, the boss stopped by the Howard Stern Show to chat about his upcoming cover album, Only the Strong Survive. And during that conversation, he revealed some of his thoughts on retirement. I can't imagine, you know. I mean, I, I, I got to a point where I was incapacitated or something. But, but up until then, I think I'm... Uh, I mean, look at Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash, uh, Pete Seeger. I look at those guys like, yeah, there's, there's, you know, I don't know if I'll be doing three hour shows. The Broadway show, I can do the rest of my life in, in one form or another if I wanted to. Uh, you know, I can't imagine retirement. No. He's got to put out the go. boss health regimen. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, he looks so really great. Good. Incredible. Good. That's amazing. Well, Bruce isn't going anywhere. That's good news. Next up, Spirited Halloween is over, so now we can officially move on into the holiday season. <laughs> what, what better way to do that than with a musical comedy <laughs> starring Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell, and Octavia Spencer, the hilarious group putting a new spin on Charles Dickens' <laughs> classic, A Christmas Carol. <laughs> Spirited is going to be in theaters November 11th, just one week before it heads over to Apple TV+. And by the way, next week, you'll get the full inside scoop. That oh. cast, Will Ryan Octavia, will be here live in Studio 1A. You're not going to want to miss that one. Wow. Next up, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It's only a few more weeks until the big balloon celebration. And we've got a special sneak peek as to which stars are going to be hitting the parade route this year. We've got music legends Paula Abdul and Whoa. Warwick. Performances by cast and stage and screen from cast from stage and screen, including oh, Leah Michelle. Adam Devine and the cast of Pitch Perfect yes. bumper in Berlin. Of course, Jimmy Fallon and the Roots are going to be back this year. Jimmy announcing also that he's got a new holiday song with Dolly Parton. Oh, my God. So look forward to, maybe we'll hear that. You can join us on NBC and Peacock for all the live action starting at 9 a.m. Wow, awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. Guys, yeah. cool. Get you in the mood. Let's go. Just had guys more fun from our Start Today group getting their steps in at Universal. <laughs> Keep it going. November and a pretty fall day out here on our plaza. Al's got a good one going down in Orlando, surrounded by members of the Start Today walking community, and we're going to check in with them in just a few. Wow, look at that group. Everyone is walking. Also ahead, get ready to shop for the holidays or yourself. We're breaking down the best November sales on the third hour, everything from clothes to exercise gear. And Halloween candy. Uh-huh. Plus, who else loves Yellowstone? Do you guys oh, love Yellowstone? No, this that one is, is obsessed. Obsessed. Tomorrow, we've got fan favorite Cole Hauser here, a.k.a. Ranch Hand Rip Wheeler, joining us in Studio 1A. So we're getting ready for the next I'm flipping out. Rip is here. You is were cool. Rip for Halloween yeah. last yes, year. You guys were amazing. Rip and Beth. That was a very fun time. All right, okay. guys. Before we get to Al, we got a quick update on our Fantasy Football League. What? Savannah, you don't even know who's on your team, <laughs> but your team picked up a big win over oh. Dylan Squad. You are rocking it. Uh, But sorry to say, Carson, Chanel shellacked you. No, she didn't. Yeah, she did. You were no no match for Chanel. Okay, Jenna's team squeaked by Craig's team. And Hoda, and I know you were really (laughs) crunching the numbers. Guess what? You put an end to Al's undefeated run, handing him his first loss of the season. Hey, hey. That's me. I'm in second place. The new quarterbacks. Get it? Yeah, because you have a new back. back. Yeah, new back. Got it. Hanging in there. Uh Checking out the standings. Al there is on top. Top, but we got through that. All right, so we get it. Okay. All right, Al, we're coming for you in the fantasy football. I didn't know you were undefeated. He walks, he plays fantasy football, he does it all. To be honest, 
I have no idea about fantasy football. Brady Reese, the son of one of our producers, does this for me because I have no clue, none whatsoever. But what I do have a little bit of a clue about is the weather. Let's show you what we've got going on. Uh, for today, we are looking at uh, sunshine in the northeast. We're looking at sunny skies down through the Gulf, some strong storms down south, wet weather making its way into the Pacific Northwest. Then, as we move on into tomorrow, we are looking at more fantastic weather down through the Gulf, unseasonably warm through the plains and more wintry mix as we get out into the Pacific Northwest. And that is your latest weather. We are still making our way through Universal Studios with all of our friends here at our Start Today Walking Club. Uh, don't forget, check out the QR code. You can join up. Hey, also, check out our good friend Grant Johnston from NBC5, Dallas-Fort Worth. He's getting his steps in right now with his friends. There you go. Uh, morning anchor Michelle Redford, on, uh, Redford along with traffic reporter Kyle. Uh, okay, you're going. You're going. Get going, Grant. Get going. All right. Now let's head on down to Chicago. That's it. Morning anchor Michelle Relaford, along with traffic reporter Kai Martin from NBC5 in Chicago, keeping up the pace all along the lakefront. There you go. You guys are looking good. Uh, and by the way, where's Eric? Eric Burris right here. Eric Burris, first warning meteorologist. Our friends here at the hometown station, West 2, here in Orlando. Having a good time? Have a great time. You look fantastic. You all look fantastic. You're all doing a great job. All right, we're going to head back to New York, and we're going to keep walking. Don't forget, you can go to today.com, uh, today, all day, all that. Check us out live as we're streaming. But first, this is Today on NBC. Today walking challenge. It is on. Al, how's it going? We are doing great. How are you guys doing? <laughs> we are making our way through Universal Studios, Florida. It's not a bad place to walk. Now, as you know, for many of our Start Today members, a daily walk has become a routine. And for a lot of you, it's life-changing. Getting out here, getting some steps. Hitting my step goal has become part of my daily routine. I like to do 10,000 or more a day. So I invited our viewers at home to join me and get walking as well. Let's get going. We launched the Start Today Walking Challenge and a daily newsletter. Over 100,000 of you from coast to coast have joined in, sharing your inspiring stories on our Facebook group and forming a one-of-a-kind community lending each other support, advice, and motivation to keep moving. I read some of these posts, and they're just like me. If they can do it, I can do it too. I have done things that I would have never thought possible. Everybody is in your corner with their pom-poms saying, go, 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 we can do this. This group is like none other. And we love hearing from our Start Today members who inspire us all to keep moving. Remember, it's just one step at a time for as long as you can. As Stephanie Mansour has been keeping us going, leading the walking challenges from the very start. And, and you've got some easy ways to enhance any walk step. Oh, absolutely. So for those of you that are looking to step it up a notch, we are going to pump up our walks, right? We're going to pump our arms up in the air. So this adds in some cardio, which is great for our heart, which we often forget is a muscle. So if you're walking and if you're good with balance pump your arms up in the air for a little added calorie burn and to help get you out of breath a little bit sooner now 
That's right. And, and for, uh, what's the, what are the, some of the biggest takeaways and how do people join the group? Yeah. So you want to make sure that you go to today.com and get our November walking challenge. Uh-huh. Now, this is huge. We are gearing up. Are you guys ready for it? We're gearing up. <laughs> We're gearing up to walk, walk, run or run a 5K. So either a turkey trot or a reindeer run, whatever you fancy, we're going to have a plan for you over at today.com. And I got to tell you, we have members such as Debbie who've lost almost 115 pounds, no longer using a CPAP machine at night. Beverly has lost over 50 pounds and she's off of her anxiety medication and asthma medication. Mm -hmm. We've got so many amazing transformations just from people taking that first step. And Al, I want to encourage everyone at home, you know, this is our personal invitation to you to step it up before the holidays, before Ah. next year starts. We want you in. So make sure you go to today.com and and get the newsletter and get the new plan. And especially after uh, people are looking at those, that bowl of unhanded out candy. (laughs) Right. uh, Or whatever. Those fun sized bars they had yesterday. How do you get started? Because a lot of people, it's the inertia. Yes, exactly. So just getting started, the first step, I want you just to stand up, put your shoes on and start walking. Even if it's just 10 steps, count them out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm-hmm. And for those of you at home, I've got a few more tips so that you can enhance your walk. Uh-huh. So first, we're going to breathe. So everyone breathe in That's through the good. nose. Breathing is good. Yes. And breathe out through the mouth. Good. Breathe in through the nose. Breathe out through the mouth. Now, this can serve as a walking meditation, which can help to lower stress, lower anxiety, and boost your mood. Now, another thing I want to add in for those of you at home watching, if you can add in hills to your walk, ah. you're going to enhance those lower body muscles. Uh-huh. You're going to engage them and have some strength training added to your walk. And finally, you know, I know you've got your playlist. Yes. People love your playlist. So moving to the beat of the music, if it's a higher paced beat, research actually shows that you walk faster, you walk longer, and you have more energy. So really play up the tunes on your walk. All right, Stephanie Monsoor, again, don't forget, go to today.com, start today, sign up, be part of an over 110,000 strong community. Woo! That's awesome. Can't underestimate the the amount just walking does for your mental health, too. Who else has like an hour to really kind of think and breathe? And it's a really great tool for that. Good to listen to a podcast. You know, all kinds of things that just good to get. Got a nice pace going. You got to be in shape to keep it with Al. I know. All right. We're going to check in with you guys again in just a little bit, Al. Go, Steph. Coming up next, okay. a Today exclusive, we're going to talk to Christopher Anderson, the man behind a new book on King Charles, the stories about his rise to power that may raise some eyebrows. But first, this is Today on NBC. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with my NBC neighbor, Jimmy Fallon, to talk about his 10 years as host of The Tonight Show, reflecting on his long career in comedy, his years at SNL, and yes, landing the biggest job in late night. A little time backstage with Jimmy Fallon. You can get our conversation now for free, wherever you download your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. 
To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. It has been 54 days now since King Charles ascended to the British throne. And now a new book is pulling back the curtain on his life and his journey to the crown. We'll talk to its author, Christopher Anderson, in just a moment. But first, NBC's Stephanie Gosk is here with some of the revelations in the book. Stephanie, good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning. King Charles was the longest monarch in waiting before he took the throne in September. Now, as he looks ahead to his coronation in May, the biography The King is offering a new look at the 73 years leading up to this moment. This morning, a biography of King Charles is offering a portrait of Britain's new monarch. Author Christopher Anderson writes that earlier this year, then Prince Charles allegedly saw a rare opportunity to make his wife Camilla queen consort instead of princess consort. According to Anderson, any money spent by Queen Elizabeth to help settle the sex abuse lawsuit brought against Prince Andrew would effectively come out of Charles's future inheritance. In what the book refers to as an informal quid pro quo, Charles allegedly seized the opportunity, not standing in the way of that payment and privately suggesting the queen make a public statement in support of Camilla becoming queen. Anderson citing two longtime and highly trusted sources. In a response to NBC News, Buckingham Palace called the claim nonsense and saying it is, quote, A, unsourced and B, categorically untrue. Anderson has covered the royal family for decades, writing multiple books, acknowledging important sources who he says agreed to cooperate only if they were permitted to remain anonymous. His latest book illustrating how King Charles grew into the monarch he is today, from the heir's lonely childhood and the chasm between Charles and his parents to his marriage to Diana and love affair with Camilla, a king-in-waiting, working for decades to earn support from the public. The book also portrays him as a caring grandfather, in particular to Prince William's children, inspired by Charles's love and fond memories of the Queen Mother. As the heir to the throne, Charles has also stood in for the family when it mattered, according to Anderson, despite an alleged strained relationship with his father, Prince Philip. Anderson writes that Charles was the one he relied on to deliver updates about his health to the Queen and the rest of the family, when Philip was in the hospital months before his death taking the emotional burden off of the queen. Books like this about the royal family appeal to what seems to be an endless fascination with the royals' lives behind palace doors. Now that there is a new monarch, there will likely be many more to come. All right, Stephanie, thank you. And joining us now exclusively is Christopher Anderson, author of The King, The Life of Charles III. Good morning. Good Good to see you. Good morning. Great to see you again. Well, I mean, you make some explosive allegations, revelations in this book. And and let's start with what the palace said when we asked about it. In response to NBC News, the palace called the claim nonsense Mm. and said it was, quote, unsourced and categorically untrue. What say you? Standard procedure, you know, for the the palace. I mean, it's it's there. Actually, when they bother to issue a statement about a book, you know, you've struck a nerve. Uh, as I as I said earlier, I've been covering the royal family for 50 years now. Uh, shocks me to say it. Uh, and uh, the sources that I have now are really unparalleled. And I, uh, they're solid. And uh, this isn't an authorized biography. You know, it is an unauthorized biography and, and therefore much more accurate than what the palace would provide. You know, you granted anonymity to the sources yeah. so that they were able to speak freely. Is there any other information you can add to lend credibility to, to the stories that we're finding in this book? Well, it actually, uh, we really have to provide context for what happened. Uh, as you may recall, when uh, Diana died, Camilla became the most hated woman in the U.K., 
Uh, it took eight years for Charles to convince the queen to allow him to marry her. Uh, you might recall that when, during the wedding ceremony, they had to get down on their knees and tell the, uh, beg forgiveness from the Archbishop of Canterbury for what they call their wicked sins uh, and manifold sins. Uh, it took another 17 years for uh, Charles, after they were wed, to, you know, finally convinced the queen to make this shocking and stunning announcement that she did uh, last year, out of, completely out of the blue. Well, it wasn't out of the blue. It was, again, an unspoken arrangement between the two of them, done behind the scenes by these men in gray that Diana used to talk about. Uh, Andrew was always the queen's favorite son. Uh, Charles was uh, in a position where he needed the queen to endorse Camilla as they approached the Platinum Jubilee, and these things converged. Your sources are suggesting that this was a transaction. Yes. I, I think some believed that the queen, when she issued the statement saying it was her desire that that Camilla would be queen consort, that that reflected a thawing of the relationship and a warming toward Camilla. Do you, uh, 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 you ar argue that that's not true? Well, you know, she. Uh, the problem is that the queen was practical and she knew that putting Camilla on the throne next to a Charles would be uh, problematic, to say the least. And by the way, Charles made a pledge to the British people to sell them on his marriage originally that he would never make Camilla queen. She was going to be princess consort. And I know from the very beginning, and I've been writing about it for years, that he never intended for that to happen. He always knew that she would be his queen. And they're even talking now about dropping the consort from the title. She will be Queen Camilla. And I think the moment that's going to be defining uh, it during the coronation on May 6th is the moment when the, the, she is crowned next to him. I, th I think it's going to ruffle a lot of feathers. She's not popular in England. Uh, even after the Queen's statement, her popularity went from 14 percent, who approved her as Queen, to 50 overnight. But now it's starting to erode again. This is just one revelation in the book. Mm -hmm. you, you write a lot about Charles's background. Of course, those of us who watch The Crown right. know that he, of course, went to a very tough boarding oh, school. Yeah. Um, what did you learn about the way he was raised and also the relationship between Charles and his mother and father? Well, you know, now we have this notion of, of, of Charles and, and, and uh, the Queen having a kind of warm relationship. And they did toward the end of her life as she got much older. But he described her during his childhood, which was really kind of heartbreakingly lonely, as, as cold and aloof, uh, and, and Philip as a bully. You know, Philip reduced him to tears into adulthood when he belittled uh, Charles in front of, of other people. But as a little boy, you know, there's one moment I think that really spe speaks volumes, and that's when he was four years old and, and the Queen came back from her first tour of the Commonwealth, and he rushed up to greet his mother, and she literally pushed him aside and said, no, not now, dear, more important people. And when, he, when she finally did give him the time, she stuck out her hand and shook his hand. This is in such stark contrast to what we saw Diana do. You may remember the pictures when every time she came back from a trip, she just swept the boys up in her arms. Uh, it, it, uh, the queen never visited uh, Charles when he had a tonsillectomy, the flu, uh, when he broke his ankle falling down the stairs, when he had an emergency appendectomy at the age of 13. Neither Philip nor, nor the queen bothered to leave Buckingham Palace to visit him in the hospital. So that was the relationship they had. And then finally, what are your sources indicating about this upcoming memoir that is coming from Harry? Uh, we now obviously have the title of the book and the, mm -hmm. the cover image. Are there nerves in Buckingham Palace? Oh, they're, they're, you know, the, obviously there are going to be bombshells in that book. Uh, the palace will not be happy. And as they're facing the coronation in May, it's, uh, it's obviously got them all on tinterhooks. All right. Christopher Anderson, thank you so much for your time. Great theater. The book is called The King. It comes out next Tuesday. We're back in a moment. But first, this is Today on NBC. Good, thank you. 
we're back with Plaza Picks. And this morning's batch is coming from Universal Studios out in Florida. Check out Kim Burrell. They've been friends uh, for more than 50 years. Very wow. cool. There's a picture there. That's Jeremy and Nikki Felty. Start Today members from the very beginning. They're training for a marathon. It'll be Jeremy's 18th. Wow, this is impressive. And and out of all the folks with Al, John and Gladys Amos traveled the farthest. They came all the way from Toronto. I mean, amazing. Yeah. And we've got a pretty cool crowd moment here. We're going to show Al, this is actually for you. There's a little boy named Soren. It is his first birthday. So what is Soren dressed up as? He's a... He's a weatherman because he loves to watch the weather. Oh my <laughs> this is God. Suzanne, mom, and dad, John, who's the green screen. Can we reveal? What do we have here? Oh, my... The oh green screen, oh. Soren, cool with 100% chance of cake. Is it Soren's birthday? Soren's first birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Soren. Look at all the to you. He is so cute. Oh, he's going to eat that microphone. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's saying happy birthday. Okay. Oh, that is so cute. A few more years. I mean, this is impressive. How do you top that for number two? It's pretty awesome. Uncle Al's hungry in the morning. He nibbles on his microphone, too. Happy birthday. Absolutely. How cute is that, Al? Yeah, what a cutie. and inspiring Cheryl Lee Ralph. Oh, but can we just get one more shot of our little boy He, he owns the mic. Happy Soren birthday, Soren. owns the mic. Yeah.